I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk in is starting to rhyme. I'm letting go along the letting go strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man, we have come to the end. We're there. The shadow... <laughs> concluding uh all the worst things in the world are all ending <laughs> now it's all it's all bright from here on yeah it's great easter is coming easter is coming <laughs> that's how that works isn't it right i think so something like that well we are hitting one of my favorite topics is uh fixations this is a list that doesn't often get talked about the deadly sins often get talked about in mm-hmm. enneagram circles but we take it one step further into the idea that the sins in our hearts or the passions that we struggle with move from our hearts into our heads. Yeah. And this is something that when you hear your type and you hear about the thing that uh, traditionally the list kind of says, this is what you're probably going to wrestle with mentally, you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. And there's lots to talk about here. And that's my setup. I don't have much else. Yeah. Well, no, I, I have one other thing. Okay. Do you have thoughts on that? I mean, it's it's like if you've if you looked at the sins, it's it's sort of like when the sin when the heat gets turned up on the sins, and and I, we're going to talk about this more, but it, it's almost like like this is the step where the sins become intentional. Yep, we've we've followed this this step pattern of like what what happens when we don't get the things that we're actually looking for. We we have fears, and that turns into some type of. Uh, hazard, like this thing that we avoid, and that turns into this idol, and that turns into this sin. And and when that sin that that's like born in our heart, when that becomes something that we actually do on purpose, then the heat gets turned up, and it becomes these fixations. Yep. The big idea for me here, and this is why this is kind of the end of the road, is it's this is your worst self or mm. my worst self, as it were. If if your body breaks down, you can still function. Mm-hmm. Um, if people don't love you back, you can still function. If you lose the game between your your ears, you lose. Yeah. Like if your mental life goes dark, it's ridiculously difficult to recover. Right. Yeah? Right. Yeah. I keep thinking about like a just a a simple analogy that I, I hope a lot of you listeners will at least know someone who has experience with like. I've known an awful lot of people in my life who smoke when they drink, you know, like, like people who do not at all are not ever interested in smoking cigarettes, but when they drink, they like to step outside and find someone to bum them a cigarette. And and like, like, that's a thing that, that a lot of people do. It's, I, I get it. And the difference between smoking when you drink and smoking, not when you drink it's just this like one little turn and it's the difference between being someone who smokes when you drink and being a smoker. Sure. Like that, that's, that's what this is to me. It's like, like once, once you're in 
this the space where you are actually like smoking on purpose not inebriated then then you're making a choice and that also becomes a habit that's much more difficult to fight i see yeah 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 that idea yeah. of the like losing the game in between your ears like it it's not smoking anymore because you don't go out and party that's easy to do not smoking anymore when you actually have to quit that's really that's so much harder yeah is it that everybody will know what it's like to dip their toe into these fixations but if you get stuck here you're you're stuck yeah you're stuck and and you're you've got an uphill battle that yeah. you've got to fight so for our purposes fixations are dark mental patterns they're gonna be real common for each type not everybody gets stuck in them but it is the case that once you're here that that, that can be damaging right. uh, to yourself, to others. And so we're going to unpack each of these fixations regarding each of the types. Uh, it's, a, it's a great list, real helpful list. As you will know, I love the language of virtue and vice, and it's just all over this sort of thinking about one's inner life. Mm-hmm. Very much the dark side of your type in your head. So yeah. one last thing, and we'll come back to this over and again. There's one last idea that TJ and I have talked about consistently, and that is the doom loop. The doom loop is when the sin in your heart moves into your head, doesn't stop there. That fixation in your head is going to actually move back into your heart, reinforce some of the unhealthy passions in your heart, and then that's going to go right back into your head. It's going to go right back into your heart, into your head, into your heart. And that's just going to spill into the world. And that cycle, as we have said, it's very difficult to break unless you can really name it and really start doing some surgery. Yep. Yeah, this is this is one of the, the biggest spots where like like the shadow becomes its own energy source. And like all of these steps on the shadow, the farther down the line you get, the, the stronger the shadow becomes. But this is the spot where the shadow starts to really take over. Well, both TJ and I are a little low energy, so we're going to start with the body types to get us up, (laughs) talk about ourselves for a minute. Break the pattern. (laughs) So we're going to start with the eights. Eights, sin is going to be lust. We talked about intensity of experience, the desire for intense experiences, um, and how eights will hit the world and how that can be an unhealthy way of being in the world. What's interesting about the traditionalist for eights is it gets much more specific and the fixation that's often associated with eights is vengeance. You want to talk about eights and vengeance? Yeah. Uh, and another word that uh, I saw while I was doing some research on this uh, that sort of pairs with lust is shamelessness mm. and which I, I really like. And it's, it's a whole other thing we've already talked about sin. So I'm not going to replace the word lust with shamelessness, but, but I, th- I think that like incorporating that idea of shamelessness and, and sort of moving into the head space where this becomes an intentional, like a, it, it's a practice, it's an action, it's a thought process. It's not just like this dark stain on your heart, but it's actually something you engage and, and, you, you become the type of person who takes that lust and directs it in really inappropriate, dangerous ways. This, this is the spot where eights become mean on purpose. 
and and like it's interesting to think about how this is a perversion of some of the greatest things that eights offer because eights are so interested in justice and truth and orienting the world to make sure that the right people are in charge and the the people who are the weakest are protected and vengeance comes in and just flips all of that on its head and says, I am going to pound anyone that hurts me into the sand. That desire to avoid vulnerability is getting confronted here in my mind. It's like, I'm going to show others that, that I'm a loose cannon at yep. some levels. Yeah. Or, or I will yeah. not be vulnerable again. Like, like vengeance is, is usually like it, it's a response to something that happens. Yeah. And, and the unhealthy shadow filled eight comes out swinging and says, you will not hurt me again. Yeah. There's creativity there. There's a lot of passion there. There's a, and the fixation is the thing here. It's that the eight will find their minds churning over. How do I retaliate? Mm Mm-hmm. In such a way as they never hurt me again. Right. I'm going to build a big wall between me and them because I'm going to hurt them so bad that it's just not an option in the future. Right. And and in a way, this is also the shadow perverting for a lot of eights who engage in this practice. It's a sense of this is the best way to right this injustice that's been done to me. This is a weak sauce example of it. It's a humorous example, but it illustrates the point. My wife uh, broke into her brother's dorm room, mm-hmm. spelled out on his floor in socks, die, Josh, die, and hung a, uh, his favorite stuffed animal from a noose. <laughs> Kelly and her this, brother, who, are, who were famously pranksters when they, this, in their youth... <laughs> Movement of escalation, it got to that point. Yeah. There were 20 There were twenty things that, right. that had preceded this. Yeah. But that's where I got. Two weeks later, he, he calls her at one in the morning. Hey, I'm drunk, and I'm at, at the bar, and I can't drive, drive home. Can you pick me up? Oh, yeah, of course I can. Let me, let me go get in my car. I'll come, come get you. Goes outside. Her car was up on rails. Someone had lifted <laughs> her car up, uh-huh. put it on railroad ties. Yep. The tires were all off. Yeah. And stolen. Yep. Right? Perfect. Calls her again. Hey, I'm dr- I, if you're not going to pick me up, I'm just going to drive home. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, no, no. <laughs> There's a whole thing. This is a situation I'm dealing with. Don't drive home. Cop pulls up. Perfect. You know, you can't have... Is this your car? Yes, it is. Somebody stole my tires. You can't have a car on rail- <laughs> rails. We're going to have to tow your car. <laughs> <laughs> Another phone call. Look, seriously, if you don't love me, I'm just going to drive home. (laughs) (laughs) This got thought through so well and orchestrated. Got his buddy who worked for UNCPD (laughs) to come. So good. Her tires. Then she realized her tires were in the back seat. (laughs) And so there's a cop there. The tire's in the back seat. She's trying to figure stuff out. She's all in a haze. And then her brother comes out from around the corner. Perfect. You put my tires back on my car right now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That takes some creativity mm-hmm. and some energy yep. and a lot of processing. And if you can imagine the most unhealthy expressions of this, that's kind of what goes through my mind in terms of vengeance. Right. Is I, I can see it in 
my child, I can see it in some of my friends where it's like, you're actually really thinking through how to destroy that person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, a, a carnal desire to inflict pain and not, not necessarily physically. Yep. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. like that's like lust moving into the head is like, how, how do I take this desire for intensity, this carnal need yeah. and, and turn it into a weapon? There's the lust. Yeah. And, and you get things like a really well thought out prank involving multiple people and facets. You get markers thrown on the front lawn. You get uh, horse heads, severed horse heads in beds. Like this, <laughs> this is what vengeance looks no, like. That's a, like if you name some of the potential eights who are kind of the dictator mm-hmm. personality, like there's some graphic, like when, I don't know if he's Nate, but Saddam Hussein would would cut people with razor blades all across their bodies and then throw them into toxic waste, um, mm. like, uh, you know, like cesspool kind of, just to, like, get them just super infected. The, it's yeah. that kind of thing. Like, how? what's the worst <laughs> thing that I can do to this person? Yeah. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> you get the point. There yep. is, alongside all of these, and uh, we've done this with all of the the shadow. Like, what do you do when you find yourself in this space? And I do have a recommendation. And it's a, a list that we will come back to often when talking about stance. And it's what is it look like for your repressed center to be elevated? This is a common topic. We'll talk about it much more in the future. Um, but for eights, eights have a repressed feeling center. Mm-hmm. Difficult time getting into their own emotions, but often have a difficult time caring about the emotional life of others. Right. And that intensity is very strong. Right. All of three sevens and eights all need a heavy dose of moderation. That is, be aware of how your energy is going outward and pull it back some. Yeah. There's many habits there we're talking about for for eights, which we may get to in the future, but this may be one of those places in my mind really worth bringing up is that it's one thing to name, you know, lust and to name the desire for vengeance. There's a bigger thing perhaps going on here. And it's how do I moderate my passions? Moderation Mm -hmm. often is um, associated with doing practices that actually, what would you call it? Restrict A, a, a practice and exercise like Fasting is one that's essentially seeking to target our moderation muscles. Mm-hmm. That's what goes through my mind. Yeah. Is for I know it's going to work for some of the other types. Is what does it look like for three sevens and eights to really embrace moderation? That can be one of the real anchors to get out of the doom loop. Right, and I think it's it's really important to like it, it's not just moderation. It's also moderation. It it's moderation plus embracing the feeling center yeah because and and like if you need practical not abstract ways of thinking about this it's stop for a second eights stop for a second don't look for vengeance and like figure out how you feel because your vengeance is a reaction to you being hurt and you need to embrace that i hadn't put this together that the avoidance of vulnerability may be part of that repressed center. Mm -hmm. How would that work? If an eight 
is having a difficult time getting in touch with their own feelings and they're avoiding vulnerability. I mean, a lot of eights will confess this, that they don't want to be emotionally vulnerable in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Especially in this shadow side, they're, they're the best way to avoid being vulnerable in front of other people is to, to wall off your vulnerability. Like that's, that's what the, that's a big part of what that, that feeling repression is for AIDS. It's walling themselves off from their own feelings and also not understanding how other people and, and sometimes not even caring how other people are affected by their behavior. Yeah. Suppose moderation works both ways. It's both pulling back some, but it's also elevating. It's elevating places that are weak. Mm-mm. So we've talked about eights and innocence and allowing that to be a legitimate target. Well, and, and even like the idea of just like, just not like, just, just stop. Moderation is like, just, just hang on for a minute. And part of their feeling repression is that they have stuff to do. They're not interested in sitting around and talking about our feelings because there's things to be done. Yeah. And like if they're going to stop for a moment and figure out where they are, part of that means that they have to figure out how they feel or they should spend some energy figuring out how they feel at least. Way too much thinking through this and and just (laughs) coming and thinking and just talking about what comes to my mind, but... I suppose the way that I imagine this is that it's way easier to just pound somebody to sand than it is to actually take an inventory. Yep. Taking an inventory of your inner life really matters. You might be far stronger within than you might suspect. No no reason to, to go beaten on buffoons. Right. You know, let that go. That actually is strength. Right. All, all of the steps are represented here. They, they really want that kind of, like the, the thing that they want that will make them happy is that magnanimity. It's, it's having an effect on the world around them for, for good and protecting other people and blah, blah, blah. And when they don't get that, they, I, they fear being controlled. They fear yep. n- not having agency. And, and so they avoid vulnerability and they settle for being in control. That's their idol. And, and vengeance is one of the, most pure forms of being in control in an unhealthy way. Yep. When the true thing that will actually get them the happiness they're looking for is, is recognizing inner strength and not needing to take charge of the world around them. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up magnanimity that it's the opposite. Yeah. I mean, vengeance is the opposite of it. Yep. That's good. All right. Nines. Sloth in the heart is going to move into the head for nines as lethargy or TJ, one of TJ's favorite words. Oh, I love this word. Indolent. Ind- it's so good. It's such a good word. <laughs> we talked about this like a few years back, and I just love this image that indolence comes from a Latin word meaning without pain. And it was originally used as the state of rest after somebody had been tortured. So it was like, once all of the torture is done, you enter this space without pain. And this is what nines are seeking. They're seeking the space. (laughs) The the whole world is just work. It's stealing my energy. I'm going to go over here, and it's just going to be quiet. Yep. 
No more torture. No more <laughs> torture. I mean, this is this is the space where like sloth and 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 not not doing the things that need to be done becomes a practice, becomes intentional. It becomes intentionally not caring about the things that are important. It's it's recognizing that you should do something and saying, eh, I'm just not going to. And let the world happen as it may. Yep. There is a love of ease that is a target. It's a yeah. mental target. We. This is one of my favorite things that I learned here in the last year or so about nines is that they're part of the body triad and they get their value by what they accomplish. And the thing that nines are targeting is to make things easy. Mm-hmm. And that's the accomplishment. It's not necessarily building big buildings or you know running another marathon. It's I'm targeting a life in which things are calm, which we've talked about quite a bit. Right. And that can manifest in an unhealthy way as sloth in the heart, moving into the head, as a how can I escape all this? How can I move away from everything that might potentially cause me pain? Yep. And there it is. Yeah. And once you're once you're in the headspace of that, it's that it, it it's not necessarily leaving. It's just not caring anymore. Yeah. It's saying, the, yeah, I'm not gonna give my energy to that. The idea of fixation really works for me there. Vengeance works for me, but really, I can, I suppose I can just resonate with this more with, with nines, how this would just work its way into the head. And that's just the constant meditation. Mm-hmm. We went to see a uh, gentleman who is a, a high paid speaker of all things uh, spirituality. And he went on for three hours about his meditation process. And he's a nine. Mm-hmm. And like after a while, you're like, you were meditating for how many hours a day? And it was like, he was like, oh, we're upwards of five or six. Sure. And it was like, he had structured his life such that he's getting that six hour meditation in, uh-huh. which I imagine could be healthy. Sure. At some points, I'm not sure if a regular six hour everyday meditation thing is valuable. I don't think it would be healthy for you. It wouldn't be healthy for me. Would that be healthy for you? It might be if I was intentional about it. If you're intentional about it. Yeah. Is that different? Like that feels to me like this sort of, like I'm trying to find ways to not act in the world. It would be, but he, he, he's the, the difference there is that he's not, not acting. He's meditating. He's, he's, he's doing a spiritual practice that is, is very different from just not caring. Like, like indolence can involve a lot of activity. Yeah. That's good. The behavior, I suppose the behavior of six hours of meditation could be really caring about something valuable. This is the practice that I'm doing because I care so passionately. Right. Or it could be checking out. Right. Yeah. If you're doing it to avoid work, then it's probably unhealthy. (laughs) But if you're doing it to, so nines, because we want peace, we want harmony and uh, that that moves and becomes this this avoidance of conflict and like we we have so little energy and because we're we're fighting this battle internally and externally we're trying to keep the peace out there we're trying to keep the peace in here and like our, our idol becomes calm or just passivity and it, if six hours of meditation is used to 
work on that inner peace, to work on on centering yourself in order to have an appropriate amount of energy to spend on the world when you're not meditating, that might be a super healthy way to do that. Sure. Yeah, there you go. I can see that. Abraham Lincoln, who we've talked about as a, as a potentially a good example of a nine, has a great quote that I like that it's uh, something if, like, if I have five hours to chop down a tree, I'll spend four hours sharpening the saw. Mm. Yeah, potentially it could be of that sort. Yeah, that I that that's I that might be a really great way to think about that. The virtue that confronts indolence uh, is again shoring up that repressed center. The repressed center for nines, fours, and fives is action. They need to get into their bodies, and so the virtue associated with action is courage. Courage is a fuel. Courage is like a strength that pushes you into virtue and right behavior. So the courage, just like um, eights need to moderate the reaction to the world as a body type, nines need to have courage to act in the world mm-hmm. as a body type. You got. I also think it, it courage isn't, it, it's also a choice. Yeah. Like it, it, it. It's not just something that like, you, you can't just find a jar of courage. Mm-hmm. You you choose courage, and and courage leads to action. Indolence being sort of being the opposite of courage, of saying I don't care about this thing enough to do anything about it. Courage says I'm going to at least take a step in that direction. Yeah, all the virtues are selected and built up. They're much more like muscles. Mm-hmm. They're excellences. And when you're when those muscles get strong, they're much more easy right. to exercise. Right. Finding places that you can be courageous, finding places that you can act. I know TJ has talked about this extensively of finding places where he's going to engage conflict intentionally. Mm-hmm. Picking those, making it a point, that's a courageous act. Right. Makes it easier to do it in other spheres that are more difficult. Right. It's it's just it's building up a muscle that doesn't have any real strength right now. But if I work on it, it'll have strength later when I need it. Yeah. And and that doesn't even necessarily mean engaging conflict. Like like indolence is is so much more than just avoiding con like that's it's it's the end of the 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 steps in the shadow cycle. I, it's not the end, but it's it's like it's farther down the line than avoiding conflict. Indolence is is moving into a place where you don't care. So sometimes for some people in some stages of their life, the courage that you need to start battling your indolence is actually just to put on pants in the morning. Yeah. And if that's all you do that day, but it's way better than every day for the last six months, that's that's something. You don't start running by running a marathon. You start running by getting running shoes. Yeah. It, it, it ha- it's, it's often going to be really small steps to move you out of this. Yeah, it's the opposite of mentally seeking out, like trying to find spaces to be passive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, that, that one's just a lot more clean, I suppose, in my head. How one could get fixated on trying to be passive. That makes sense to me. Anyway, yeah. one's, uh, one's fixation is hypersensitivity, the wrath at themselves, at their own failings, um, the abuse that ones can sometimes level 
against themselves moves into their head as hypersensitivity. That is, they're overthinking the things they've done wrong and that others have done wrong, and they fixate. You got yep. thoughts on ones? I also really like the word resentment here. Uh, yeah. I think that um, I'm not sure which which word is more traditional, but um, like there there's... It, it's it's the place where that that sort of anger that that wrath that that ones feel just as a as a natural reaction in their sinful like when that heart space becomes a little bit dark it, it's when that becomes a thought pattern when it becomes a way that they they look at the world it becomes resentment it's 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 potentially even like be, because their idol is being right that it it's, it turns into this why is nobody else doing the things that they need to do? Or, or if it's directed at me, why can't I get my crap together? It's, and, and not even why, but it, it's, it's an anger at the places that we're stuck and we can't move forward and, and the, the way that the world is not doing the right thing. And like it, it's, it's, it's resentment. We've talked about this a long time ago that one's experienced two types of anger. One is the anger at themselves and one is the frustration at the world. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's where my mind goes. Sure. If it's the case that the sin for ones is wrath, that might get expressed two different ways. One is going to be the inner critic, self-abuse, constant uh, kicking of oneself. Mm-hmm. It also can manifest itself in the ways that you're kind of saying, I'm right, you're dumb, the world is terrible, and there, there's a frustration how others behave, how others don't follow the rules, how others aren't doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. As that moves into the head, the fixation, just depending, I suppose, on what your target is, is your target yourself or is your target the world? If the target is yourself, then that sensitivity to all the little faults that the one has performed in the in the last 24 hours, in the last week, when ones get into this space, they move into four space often, and that's a place where it's very past focused. And here are all the laundry list of things that you've done wrong mm-hmm. in the past are easily accessible in that space. If it's the case that it's resentment, then it's I'm targeting others who aren't keeping up. Mm-hmm. And I think both of those can can be congratulations, ones. You got two fixations. <laughs> <laughs> I think when the anger pours into the world, that that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. I think I think the the point where these things join has to do with um, like it, it's sort of like a passing of judgment. Like we we've talked about the word judgment yeah. with ones before, and and like it has to do with like this black and white thinking. Ones ones are certain that their way is the one right way, and resentment at the world, hypersensitivity toward the ways that I failed. All of those things. It, it's like. The, the fixation here is on passing a judgment. It's it's not just saying there is a right and a wrong way and my way is the right way. It's it's saying whoever is is the problem here, whether it's me or the world out there, that it, it's not just that that thing or that person is wrong. It's also that they're bad because they're wrong. Yeah, you'll notice though, so with eights, nines, and ones, all body types are going to be justice-oriented. Mm-hmm. It's expressed in ones in that way. Right, eights as we are. I mean the um, the vengeance side for eights is retribution, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth kind of posture towards mm-hmm. the world, 
as it were, were, and that's, that is a justice oriented way of being in the world. Mm -hmm. A lot of fairness language that can come up for eights. Yeah. Harmony for nines is about justice. What it, what's it look like for the world to be right? Well, it's mm-hmm. certainly the case that it lacks conflict. Yeah, and the and indolence is like where where eights are going to, like the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Indolence is I don't care about you anymore. You're yep. cut out of my life. Yep. Yeah. The ones the the skinny on this is that ones just don't have an anchor in the past or the future, and so they need systems to navigate the world. They can act right now. And because they're thinking repressed, it's I spend all my best energy trying to create structures where everything gets done. And that quickly can become these are the right structures, these are the wrong structures, because oftentimes those structures break. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that kind of thinking, but it gets framed in moral ways and in moral ways that are judgmental towards others. Right. Yeah. And this is that image of this is how the world should be. Right. My favorite quote is by philosopher William James. He says, the art of wisdom is knowing what to overlook. Works on both both sides. There are some things that you should overlook in terms of self-criticism, and there are some things that you should overlook in terms of other people's perceived failures. Yeah. You know what you really need is wisdom. Well, we all need wisdom, but you need it more than I do. Would be all of us need uh, all the cardinal virtues, moderation and courage, wisdom, as Aristotle shows, uh, are always good. But for uh, for the for ones, twos, and sixes who are thinking repressed, they need to find ways to get into their heads and uh, specifically not just data or knowledge. They need to find ways of being wise in the world. Mm-hmm. And for for ones, it's how do you how do you get wisdom? about the world and yourself ways to understand yourself and others that produce, you know, good fruit, mm-hmm. healthy perspective. Yep. Bang. That's what I got. I like it. Body triad. Check. Uh, heart triad. You want to talk about some twos? Yeah. Let's get into some twos. Twos are going to struggle with pride as their sin. That is, I have done X, Y, and Z for you, and there is an expectation of getting some thanks, getting some love. Even more than that, it's feeling as though you have so much to offer that a two might insert themselves into the problems of others, and there's the pride. I have the power to solve all of your problems. And not even just solve your problems, but I'm going to take care of you in a way that you need me lots of motive there Mm -hmm. that posture of heart moves into the head as flattery Mm -hmm. we've talked about this this has like two different types of meanings as well but where's your mind go when talking about twos and flattery yeah i think it it we we talk about uh we talked a lot about appreciation when uh, we were talking about the idol for twos like they they avoid being needy they avoid their own uh, needs and desires to make sure that they're not unwanted. Like if I don't have needs and I'm only put taking care of other people, then obviously I'll never be unwanted. And so the thing that I settle for is being appreciated, being thanked, being, being loved for my helpfulness. 
and and like that's that's like pride comes in at that spot and says, oh, they actually they they want me around because I'm so useful because like they need me in their life and flattery just like it like I said earlier it 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 turns up the fire it it becomes looking for that kind of like verbal appreciation and and like wanting to be the pet wanting to be the person that is the, that is the number 2 wanting to to live in the place of not only being needed but also being adored for being yep. needed flattery comes from uh from French, uh, and it's the, the image of the flat of one's hand or laying flat on the ground. Both these work. Um, the flat of your, one's hand is used to pet something. Um, I want to be stroked, as it were, by the words, by the attention of others. Mm-hmm. Even at, at its highest point is kind of you were saying. It's like I want someone to be flat on the ground in this kind of fawning adoration mm-hmm. over me and what I've what I've done for them. Yeah. Mental life though, it's that's that's not necessarily going to probably express itself. There aren't very many of us that have people, you know, laying prostrate in front of us. But it's almost like, but the desire, I'm thinking through how can I receive love in that kind of way? That's the fixation, yeah. And and it's also it's also thinking of themselves in that way. Deserving like, of that. And, and uh, I am so important that I, I get to be number two here. Like this person need like like I I keep thinking that uh, Sally Fields Oscar acceptance speech keeps going through my my head. They like me. They really like me. Like this this idea. Yeah. Like the necessary thing here is that the heat on pride gets turned up. So it's it's not just like trying to navigate and move myself into a position where I receive flattery, but it's also thinking of myself in these ways. Yeah. It's, it's sort of turning my image of myself into, instead of I am a real person with these thoughts and desires, it's I am such an important tool that, that people need me for these things. Mm. Just like ones, twos need wisdom. This isn't about the world out there. This is wisdom about their own hearts. The ability to actually see one's own heart and not need others to tell you how amazing you are for your own value. Mm-hmm. Twos that really have deep wisdom about themselves can be ridiculously healthy people. Right. Yeah, and it's it's the, the it's the the antidote for this this cycle like pride and flattery feed each other and wisdom comes in and says you you need to stop thinking about yourself so much you need yeah. to like you need to slow down and spend some time figuring out who you really are because this yeah. image that you have built up for yourself this this idea that you have about who you are is all inflated and and based on what you think other people need from you and wisdom comes in and says, you, you're actually a person underneath all of that. Who is that person? Here it is. I think that's exactly right. That's a good quick word there. Threes. The deceit in a three's heart will move into their head as vanity. You're so vain. Probably think this song is about you. Don't you? Don't you? It's such a good line. <laughs> 
you probably think this song's about you. Yeah. There's what vanity is about self-conceit. It's about elevating one's self into the highest possible places. Uh, well, the the way that I like to think about it is so we we talk about this mask. We talk about the fact that like like threes want to be excellent. They they want to be worthwhile in their own person and and like praiseworthy. So they like become excellence. They but but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're like they're doing the best things out there. They're they're figuring out what people think is great and showcasing those things and and putting things out there in the world that people will think is great so that people will tell them how great they are and they, yeah. they sort of they're they're their idol the thing that they settle for is is this image this this mask that they create so that people will love the mask and the deceit comes in in identifying themselves with the mask and also not recognizing that they are essentially you know lying about who they are to other people and that and when that when the heat gets turned up you start to worship the mask yeah we can understand this where somebody might be promoting themselves at a level where they just don't the 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 image that's being created just doesn't exist right like you're you're conjuring something out of thin air what's interesting is vanity has that double meaning Famously, Ecclesiastes begins, vanity, vanity, everything's vanity. The image is that everything is vapor or it's like it's something that's, that's FNS, it is, a, you know, just a mist that is there for a minute and then dissipates. Mm-hmm. And that's what, how can I create an image of myself uh, in the minds of others actually has that kind of quality. It's, right. It's vapor. Yep. And yeah, I'm fixated on how do I how do I elevate in those ways. I think that's really helpful. I don't know if I said that well, but yeah, I think that's great. Yeah the 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 whole idea like like the evil stepmother in Snow White who who's the fairest one of all and it's like what the crap does it matter? You're gonna get old and decrepit and yeah like like that's that's just the reality of being a human being. It doesn't matter if you're the prettiest person right now. Eventually, you won't be. And if this yeah. is the only yep. thing you have of value, you're going to lose. That's what it is. Yeah. The, if, if I'm spending my best energy and mental life trying to get others to think I'm amazing, the, the opinions of others are shifting all the time. Right. Who's the most famous person from 1986? Do we even care anymore? It was here for a minute and now it's gone. Right. You know, it's that sort of thing. Right. And, and so... Many things that are entirely out of your control affect yeah. what other people think about you. You're 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 chasing the wind by by putting value on the image. Yeah. And that's that's what vanity is. Vapor. It's a worthwhile way to come to that, I think. Virtue associated then, just like eights, threes need to moderate. They need mm-hmm. to moderate. Um, I think their feelings they need to moderate their 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 own hearts. Yeah, thought on moderation in the heart. <laughs> well, I I think it so so much much like eights threes are very interested in like they don't want to sit on something for a while. They they want to they want to move. They want to get to the the thing that they're working. They they are very goal focused. They 
They really want to accomplish things. They they want to embody excellence. So they they work really hard to be good at a lot of things. And 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 this is this is part of why their feeling center is repressed. Like it's it's a, an effect of their repression of their feeling center that like feelings are messy and and they take time and they're not at all efficient and it's way easier to just sort of shut that down and and identify with the mask and and sort of move on and 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 they also are performative on their feeling center some many of them are very good at performing their feelings and moderation comes in and says hold on a minute don't move to the next thing you don't have to accomplish every single thing on your list I don't know that I've ever met a three who didn't have a to-do list for their day off. And moderation <laughs> comes in and says, slow down for a second and maybe spend some time on yourself. Maybe spend some time in those feelings you've been ignoring. Yeah. I suppose I'm going to keep saying this till it, till other people believe me. <laughs> I need to ask a three about this. My impression of threes is that they're fantastic at reading the emotions of others to get what they want. Yep. And that's where 100% of their energy is going. Because, sure. of course, if I can read your emotions, then I can tell you what you need to hear about me. Yep. But it's not really about me. I don't really care. I'm not even thinking about me. I'm thinking about how to get you to think about me in mm-hmm. a different way. And the moderation comes in stopping reading them and starting to read yourself. Yeah. And really to get eyeballs for your own feelings and your own sense of value aside from what anyone would say about your value. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it is. Yeah. Or that could be part of moderation. Brings us to fours. Fours envy in their hearts is going to move into their head as despair or melancholy. Yeah. I like the word melancholy a lot too. Got thoughts on this? Melancholy is like a an abiding sadness. So fours want to be significant. They want to have an their own individual place in the world and they want to to recognize they want everyone else to recognize their own individual place in the world and they they see and embody beauty and and they really fear being unimportant and they avoid the ordinary and when when you live with this kind of worldview, you you sort of you look at everyone else and say, "What do they have that I don't? That prevents me from just enjoying things? From from like, what am I missing that prevents me from just being okay with myself? From just enjoying life and the things around me and." What, what is it about me that that is so broken or, or missing or whatever else? And that, that's what envy is. And that's like it, it's a step in this process that you can see like somebody who wants significance can get to envy pretty easily. And, and when this is the worldview that you have, when this is the lens with which you look at the world is that I am missing something, when that turns into a headspace, when that turns into a process of, of really like living in that thought life, you're, you're weighed down by a sort of perpetual sadness. Yep. This is not depression. No. 
Depression can be a sickness. It can be something, obviously, that is treated with medicines. Mm -hmm. It can be experiential. It, it can be circumstantial. Depression can be ongoing, but melancholy is sort of just a way of life. Yeah. And it's embraced. Yeah. It's mentally embraced. Mm -hmm. This is where I want to be right now. Right. To move back to the other expression of this despair, despair means without speed. It's like I, like I don't want to move. Mm -hmm. I want to. I want to sit here. It's the opposite of prosper, prosperity, which is lots of movement, We're sure, upwards and to the right. Right. And I, I, I also would say that that most fours who have a sense, a real sense of melancholy, I, I, I would also guess that they don't, they wouldn't say they're choosing it, but they're not fighting it either. Like it, it's almost like a, yeah. an unconscious resignation of I am a sad person and that's just who I am. Can be deadly. You will have seen the never ending story. Yeah, of course. I was born you in the 80s. <laughs> you will know what it's like to go across the swamp of sadness uh, with your horse. Why would you even bring that up, man? <laughs> One of the most traumatizing like, events in an entire generation's childhood. If you if you're not familiar with this, you got you got to go on the YouTube and look up the death of Artax. The it is so traumatizing. It's, but it's here's terrible. the thing: it's traumatizing because you actually know exactly what's going on in that scene. It's right. essentially about a horse giving up in the middle of a swamp and dying from sadness, and it ends up drowning in the swamp because it just won't move. Right. And that, that, that can be a place that the heart of a four can get. Right. Yeah, I think that like like when the the stain of the sin and the like like when this cycle really gets going, that's a place where it just like it, it becomes really, really dangerous. When the sin yeah. and the and the fixation start to feed each yeah. other and become Dude. the cycle, it's yeah. Well, you'll notice like nines, the virtue that's needed is courage. And it's courage to act from one's heart. It's Fours are going to be familiar with their inner life, with the beauties they have. Envy and melancholy are stagnating powers, but courage is, a, is an energy. It's a fuel to mm -hmm. get moving with the great goods that you bring to the world. Yeah. And I also think that, that courage for four, so, so everyone needs all three of these things, moderation, wisdom, and courage. And, and I, I think that these each will will be really important for for the different types in very different ways like we talked about moderation is very different for eights than it is for threes wisdom is very different for ones than it is for twos courage like where, where nines need courage to to like start acting to start engaging to to stop not caring i think fours need courage to embrace something good and and to see themselves in a different kind of light yeah it's a good way to put that like it it if the cycle of envy and melancholy has turned your vision of yourself into something that cannot and will not ever fit in the world then courage may come in and say actually you have these friends who really care about you mm-hmm Mm -hmm. It may say you are able to do something at your job that nobody else can do. You have a family who loves you and thinks you're a weirdo, but still invites you to Thanksgiving every year. Like, like courage, 
for fours has a lot to do with how fours see themselves. Yeah. And oftentimes fours really need courage to see themselves better than they're envisioning. I wonder if even seeing themselves in an authentic light, it's still the case that courage means I'm going to elevate myself anyway in these spaces. I can see a four saying I have these pearls. I know they're pearls. I think they're going to get rejected by all the pigs out there. And courage is actually pulling out the pearls and saying this is what I have to offer. And that, that's a very courageous act. Sure. It's also going against Jesus' teaching. You should keep those close to yourself. <laughs> um, brings us to fives. Fives are going to struggle with greed. The greed in a five's heart is going to move into their head as a sort of stinginess, um, which again is a very, it's almost an active holding back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got thoughts on fives and stinginess? And even, even more than that, like, again, it's, it's turning up the heat on the sin. So if the sin is about collecting, and, and not using their resources. Stinginess is like, it's the intentional practice of withholding. It's, it's can be as bad as seeing that somebody else needs the resources that you have to offer and choosing not to offer it mm-hmm. to keep it for yourself. It's, it's, it's emotional withholding. It's, it's time, it's energy, it's, it's money. It's, it's all, all of the things that, fives may have a tendency to hoard to collect to protect it's not letting those things out even when it's clear that somebody else needs them like the idea of emotional withholding there like it's easy to see how that works with assets you know Mm -hmm. with with the 80 bucks you got in your in your wallet the person in front of you that you're in relationship with needs you to give some of your emotional self Mm-hmm. And yet there is a fixation. How do I hold this back still? Yeah. Where it's it's naturally difficult for fives. It, like it, it, it's not an easy thing for fives to just be emotive in that way. Typically, the, the stinginess is about an intentional, unhealthy choice to keep it. Yes. Because fives are going to think about their emotions. They are observers of their inner life, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So they do know about themselves. Right. But it's a, that knowledge is an asset. It's right. a place of vulnerability. They're not unaware. They may not be aware of how to share it, how to communicate it appropriately, how to, like, like they may not be experts at sharing their emotions, which would naturally cause them to sort of hold back a little bit because they don't want to look like they're incompetent. So if their experience is like across the table from someone who is very good at speaking very clearly and concisely about how they feel on the inside, a five might feel uncomfortable with expressing their own stuff, not because they don't, they haven't spent time or energy looking at their own stuff, but because they don't necessarily have the experience to be able to communicate that well. They don't want to look like they're incompetent, but with the withholding, the stinginess of, of the fixation is about keeping that on purpose. Yeah. Sharing is an action. Yeah. Getting good at the action is what's lacking. Mm Mm-hmm. 
at yep. times. Yeah. Because fives are action repressed. Right. And so it's not that they don't know how they feel. Right. It's that they feel unprepared, incompetent at times in expressing it in a way that is what? Clear and truthful and Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, all the head types are gonna have the virtue is gonna be associated with their thinking. And for fives who are a withdrawn type, they need courage, and they need courage to act on their thoughts. Um, we've talked about this in the past. That's actually going to move them into eight space. If you if you can act on your thoughts, you're actually pushing into into places that are actually secure. Mm-hmm. But that fuel needs to to rise up in you. And I also think that like much like fours will need some courage to to maybe start to view themselves a little differently. Fives will need some courage to put themselves in under in uncomfortable situations. If the reason that you're not sharing how you feel is because you're scared that you're going to do it wrong, then you need courage to try it anyway. And and mm. to to risk to risk messing it up, to risk looking like a failure, like like you need courage to engage the world because sometimes you're going to screw up and and you're Sometimes you might look like a fool, and you I think you, that's it. Courage means you will, you have to try it sometimes. Yeah, it's not. Is it? It's not necessarily the failure. It's the I don't want to look like a fool. Right. Emotions can make you look like a fool. Yeah, absolutely. Because because I bet you fives have seen other people sure. get way too emotional and yeah. notice misrepresent themselves. Yeah, say things they don't mean. Emotions are messy. And, and if you're not good at them, yes, you're going to screw things up. Emotions are messy and they're not static and mm-hmm. fixed like data, perhaps. Right. Be. Yep. But it's not it's, it's not just emotions either. It's 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 everything that that fives might be withholding. If if yeah. you're if you're five and you've been married for many years and you're spouse your partner really wants to go dancing and you will not go dancing because you're in this pattern of withholding of stinginess courage is going to be the possibility of making yourself look like a fool because you've never danced before Mm. excellent uh sixes sixes who are going to struggle with self-doubt in their heart it's going to move into their head is cowardice or recklessness or or recklessness Yeah, you got thoughts on that? Yeah, we need to... Th- this is one of the clearest places where the, the spectrum of phobic and counterphobic is is so different because this is this is one of the expressions of the differences there that, that comes out really clearly. Like, it comes from the same place, but more fearful and, and sort of reserved sixes, that, that doubt, that that fear, that lack of trust of other people, of themselves, is going to become cowardice. It's going to become the opposite of what we're saying for fours, fives, and nines, where they they actually retreat and and stay inside, and not just like indoors, but actually like inside their own minds, and 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 don't engage the world in a in a good way, and like fear making decisions, fear doing things, fear putting themselves out there, fear everything that could possibly cause them harm which is everything or they're going to come out and and just just break through whatever barriers are trying to hold them back in any way they can get their hands on 
like the the recklessness of counterphobic sixes in this space says, you know what? I don't trust anything, and I'm just gonna come out shooting. Yeah, yeah. Recklessness doesn't have a foundation, right? In both in both cowardice and recklessness, it's it's a fear. There's no foundation, and it's just energy at that point. Mm-hmm. G.K. Chesterton says there's two ways to fall off a horse, but only one way to sit straight up. Mm. And that's the image that comes to my mind there is it's extremes. Uh, Aristotle points this out. There's, it's always the case that health is going to look much more like being balanced and unhealth is falling to one side or the other. Sure. You can eat way too little food. You can eat way too much food. Both those are unhealthy, but there's only one way you eat the right amount of food. Right. So much of life is kind of like that. And that's how cowardice and recklessness work in my mind. Sure. Different sides of the same mistake. Um, I like the, <laughs> this is just a total side note. Cowardice comes from the word coda. If you're, if you're familiar with music, a coda is the end of a song. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the tail end of something. And uh, so if you, if you go back into the etymology, the, it's about a tail. So like you will be familiar with dogs or, uh, you know, who are terrified their tail goes underneath their legs. That's the image. It's cowardice has to do with, uh, an image of the tail mm, in this sure. posture of terror. Yeah. Tail tucked, yeah. <laughs> tail tucked, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Just like ones and twos, sixes need wisdom. And notice how cleanly this works. Wisdom about yourself and your abilities is the solution to both yeah. cowardice and recklessness. Yep. Sometimes it's not a good thing to jump into the middle of a battlefield. That wouldn't be wise. But it's not being cowardly. Some, sometimes restraint is entirely justified. Right. The reckless person needs wisdom to know what their abilities are, their aptitudes are, what is the right amount. So too, those who are struggling with cowardice. But it's the opposite side. It's like these are the abilities you have. This is the great good that you have. These are the strings you have. There are places for you to act. See that just as a, there's a foundation there. Like wisdom just creates this robust foundation from which to be in the world. Right. It, and it it's like four sixes. So much about ones, twos, and sixes needing wisdom is about understanding their place in the world mm-hmm. uh, because because ones so easily go to, to this judgment seat and, mm-hmm. and twos elevate themselves by, by being useful. And sixes almost diminish themselves because they, they don't trust themselves and they don't trust anyone around them. And... and Wisdom comes in and says, "Know your place in the world," mm-hmm. and and you for for sixes, it's it's see yourself more clearly. It's recognize the ways that you have you, you have failed at some things, but you've also really succeeded at some things, and you need to see yourself more clearly, and and make decisions from that place instead of the the full doubt that you have looking. Like, take off those doubt lenses and see the world more clearly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Sometimes you do need to trust other people, but just like threes, sometimes other people get it wrong or fail, you know, have a skewed perspective. Right. Wisdom doesn't fail. Like, right. it's, it's always worthy of all of your chips every time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you can't possibly go, go wrong with wisdom. It's yeah. a great place to anchor. Yeah. Um, but wisdom will shine a light on you hold a mirror up and say, this is who you actually are and getting your head around that 
that's that's the art of life for sixes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sevens. Sevens are going to um, have the gluttony in their heart will move into their head as scheming. Love this image for yeah. sevens. You got thoughts on scheming? Yeah, it's just the it's the turning the heat up on gluttony. Just like how do, how do I find the next thing? How do I how do I plan for what's in front of me instead of experiencing what I'm actually doing? Yep, the word scheming. Uh, the root is of a figure or a pose or a shape. It's the the idea is how do I how do I change my shape? How do I how do I fixate on on taking a new form? Hmm. I'm always thinking about taking a new form. And the, interesting, that's the image there. I thought that was fun. I like that a lot. Sevens are going to be a future oriented number. Mm-hmm. Take the world in through the future and also respond with future tools. Yeah, you can see why that would be a struggle. Yeah, uh, you get stuck in your head thinking about all the things that yeah. are coming up in the future. Where am I yeah. going to go? Where are the opportunities that I'm going to have? And it's a, like, like sevens, we, we talk about the monkey mind. We talk about, uh, like sevens are avoiding being stuck. And, and this is part of where their avoidance of painful emotions and experiences sort of, li- it, it lives here. They, they don't want to get stuck in those things. And so they avoid, they avoid pain because who knows how long this is going to last. Let's move on to something fun. And and their their idol is novelty. It's excitement. It's it's let's let's find something new. And how do you fulfill that idol? It's with, with gluttony. It's overconsumption. It's it's constantly like taking in, taking on too much. And scheming is is sort of like intentionally not staying in one place. Like like I I have like all of my seven friends that have not <laughs> all of the sevens that I know that are not super mature people, they sort of accidentally struggle with moving on from things before the thing that they're doing is finished uh, or the Irish goodbye or like, like one of the biggest f- fights I've had with my best friend who is a seven is that like he constantly leaves, like he'll come up to visit and like, he's going to stay the weekend and then he leaves while I'm at church without telling me. And it's like the, like that that caused one of the biggest fights that he and I have ever had because he's ready to move on. And it, it's not that he's being a jerk, it's that he's he's ready to go. Scheming is about not caring about the fact, like it's knowing that you're leaving early and not caring about that and how it affects other people because you are, are ready to move on and you don't care about whatever is happening right now or who it affects. It's, it's, it's turning the heat up on that gluttony. It's, and it's, it's self-satisfaction without consideration for the consequences. Feeling repression is all over that as oh, you're yeah. talking. Yep. One, not considering the feelings of others, but also a lot of this comes out of the fact that sevens can't get in tune with their own feelings, right. dealing with their own fears, their own griefs the darker things so that they can be present. Right. That ends up being, again, just like threes and eights, sevens need to moderate. And since they're in the head triad, they need to moderate their thoughts. And that makes a lot of sense of scheming. Yeah. Yeah. Pull that back. How, how can you be present? How can you focus on singular things? How can you be emotionally available for the needs of the people in front of you? Mm-hmm. And not feel like you're 
stuck, but actually authentically and robustly engage right. in this place for right. a while at times. And and even it, it's like, I, I said this for eights and threes as well, but like, you just hang on a minute. Like, you just got to stop. Yeah. Uh, I, I think about um, ducks when they're swimming. Like, you, you can look at a duck on the water and it's just like, it's just floating there. And it looks like, you know, it looks so calm. But if you were to look underneath the water, their feet are constantly moving and they're moving really fast because mm-hmm. that's how they stay afloat. <laughs> like, that, like, like they have to because otherwise they would sink and die. Okay. <laughs> and that may not be scientifically accurate, but that's the lesson that I <laughs> learned from, <laughs> from this analogy. And, like, it, it's, it's the same idea for sevens, is that, like, they, they're fins their feet are constantly moving so that they don't sink and die because that's what they're they're concerned about is that if they stop moving they're gonna sink and they're gonna die my bride has said the exact same thing about sharks sharks yeah will swim while they're asleep yep same sharks have to keep moving always if they stop they will die this is how i function in the world yeah and moderation comes in for the seven and says you're probably not going to die, but you should stop for a minute. Mm-hmm. And and that's that might literally be the only thing that the seven needs to do is just stop for a minute, mm-hmm. because when when you're when you stop, you don't have all of the distractions. I suppose as we're talking about this, all the so stance we've talked about in the past is wed to your orientation to time. You mm-hmm. use future tools, present tools, or past tools to get what you want. Right. With all of these suggestions, it's about balancing your stance. Yeah. So with threes, eights, and sevens, you need to pull back from the future some. Yep. For fours, fives, and nines, they need to get out of the past. Yep. Engage their body, start moving. For twos, ones, and sixes, the, the urgency of the present can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's uh, since the like there's there's three you like you think of yourself like the past present future four fives and nines need to move out of the past toward the future mm-hmm. threes sevens and eights need to back off of the future a little bit more toward like the present and and experiencing the past and ones twos and sixes it's like the past and the future need to raise up a little bit to bring these yeah. things in balance, like yep. a, like a corkscrew. <laughs> I think we've also said this, all the types have access to the past, present, and future through their stress number and their security number, mm-hmm. except for fours and fives, who have to find some balance on their wings. Right. But if you're not a four or five, you have access. So for example, me as a one, I can get into the past by accessing the tools of my stress number at four, I can access the future by by engaging the tools at seven for my security number. Um, and every type has that. Right. Either in their security number or their stress number, they can they can find ways to use tools that engage all of them. Fours are going to have to do a lot more work in getting into the future, and fives are going to have to do a lot more work in terms of getting into the present because they right. lack that. But right. just an interesting thing on those yeah. ones. It's all about the mind. Mind's what makes everything else work. It's the place where I am. Yeah. 
your very self that you experience is in your consciousness, which is in essence in your head, yeah. Right. Although we're probably going to get into some metaphysical and philosophical conundrums if we continue down this path, so. <sighs> I have not read... conundrums, but bigger discussions have... than our audience is looking for. I have read me some Immanuel Kant. Man, I, I'll tell you what. If you have sleep problems, if you, just, you, you, you just can't fall asleep till three, get yourself a copy of the prolegomena to any future metaphysic. That sucker will put you out <laughs> in 10 minutes. It's just... <laughs> hey, it'd mean the world to us. If you share this episode with someone you love, preferably someone who... <laughs> Needs help getting out of a ditch. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is the problem with, I'm sure I've said this story in the past, but like when you write on or do things of this, I wrote a book on the seven deadly sins and it's hard to say, Hey, you should read my book. It's it's like an accusation, right. but right. Um, and, and also like the people who are really going to be struggling with these fixations that this, this episode is not going to fix them. This episode is for those of us who are doing deep work yep. on our type and just naming here's some of the places that are nasty. We got all sorts of other episodes worth it, worth uh, you know sending people. Go back to that villain series. I re-listened <laughs> to it. It's amazing. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> we have regular online gatherings that are starting in June 2022. Um, if uh, June is yet to come, go to aroundthecircle.org. And click on Patreon. It'll send you to to our the places that we're doing some great stuff. We're gonna. I'm really excited about this. It's gonna work. Um, if you're down the timeline, we we have already started. Come find us. We're we're having a ball. If you want to get, in, what's that? I hope we're having a ball. We it's 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 so <laughs> And I suppose before you go anywhere else, we would be super grateful if you gave us some stars on iTunes or Spotify. Write us a review good times i keep hiccuping it's late in the day yeah hiccuping it's all that chocolate you had i've been eating chocolate this whole time trying to get up <laughs> today was a very strange day <laughs> you got anything else man i got nothing he's tj wilson he is officially awesome and i'm jeff cook and who you aren't isn't interesting